Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com video games podcast. As always, I'm dead. Join me today we have Caveman. Hi. And Alex. I'm back. We're back. We're we, back. That's right. Yes. We haven't done one of these the in three fucking months. The fire and burn, uh, burn down I, in the time. I, uh, I, I took tried. a hiatus. I took a hiatus for about a month, but then it turns out you guys didn't record without me anyway. So We missed you. <laughs> and it wasn't because we were, you know, suffering from severe depression. Horrible, horrible, <sighs> horrible depression. Or they just, or you just weren't playing anything. No, we. I had video games. Let me talk about them now. <laughs> it was just like it was one of those days where both of us were like, "Why do we exist?" Don't feel like it. Why do we exist? Yeah, it was one of those days for three months. Reality, reality's a. <laughs> yeah, it has been a little while, but we love you guys. Well, they do. I don't. I have. I have. I have staked my goddamn claim on being the content creator who hates his audience. I don't know why. I don't well, know why either. I just, I, I see that's so. An, that's an interesting, uh, I'm sure that'll make us very popular. Yeah. Hey, I hate you guys. Yeah. It's just, I see so many fucking goddamn streamers and YouTubers and shit who are just like, Hey guys, if you do literally anything, I will do literally anything else for you. And they go like, all right, I commented, yo, fucking take your dick. And like, all right, cool, dude. Or just like Twitch streamers or are just like, yo, fucking poggers in chat. You donate fucking like 25 cents and I'll suck this dude's dick. And I just it. What streamers are you watching? Apparently, the Some fun really ones. Desperate ones, apparently. Yeah, it's just so much of that shit of just of just. Hey, if you, the audience, provide me any amount of validation, I will do anything you say. All the streamers I watch are pretty chill people who are don't do anything like that at all. I don't watch streamers because I cannot stand streaming. It's just like. Uh, give it to me in an easily absorbed format so I can skip over your boring ass oh. bullshit random chattering for an hour. One of them is one of them is actually a real life friend of mine, so I just kind of troll him in the chat, and he knows he knows it's me. So we just throw these inside jokes at each other, and the rest of his audience is very confused. Yeah. So so the joke, I guess, is hey, I hate the audience, but in reality, I'm just I. I don't. People. I don't do these for an audience. Despite us putting these out as things, I do these largely for me. They give me a purpose and a reason to get up in the morning. I do these so I can talk to my friends. Yeah, that, that's this website. Just hey, some hey, some fucking pull back the curtain inside baseball. This website is the only reason I'm not actually dead. Do you need a hug? I I do this because I'm lonely and I don't have many friends. Exactly. Do you the, need a hug? This website is the only reason I have friends. I always need a hug. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you guys both a virtual hug now. Like, hey, it's 2021. Let's start the year off with depression. There you go. Let's we'll start the year off with a positive hug. thing. We, we, have some, we have something in common now, Cave, because when I went on my little vacation, I saw a gator. Did you feel okay, you know what? I'm gonna pull I had, back. I had, the fuck. Time for me to pull a, back. 2021 is the year of pulling back the fucking curtain. I had, I I had don't a gator see in my gators every day. I've never I had, had a gator, gator in my backyard ever. <laughs> I had a gator in my backyard. This is not a South thing. This is not a Louisiana thing. This is a redneck what thing. A, what about a South Carolina thing? This is a redneck thing, as I said before. <laughs> 
Uh, it's the narrative, man. Like the first, a, the first like, day I got I, there, I, I was like, "What?" I was like, "What's that swimming around in the water over there?" Oh, it's a gator. Yeah, the only thing we say on this show that's true is our opinions on video games and the fact that New Jersey's a bunch of trash. It is a bunch of trash. Oh my god! Yeah, like the narrative like, is, I I'm a, a skeleton, and the narrative is, you are a car magnet that hates gators. Well, the car magnet thing is true. <laughs> I've been hit again recently. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, I, I was I was driving back and I was like, oh look all of, look at all that trash. I can tell I'm back in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, you just open just just like driving with the window down, then all of a sudden the wave hits you. You're just like, ah, Jersey. <laughs> God, the smell of home. Uh, it was so, too clean down there. Yeah, I could I can, I can tell, smell the air and see stars. For us. Nothing has really changed for us. Um, no, we're still here. One the, thing o- I- the only thing that has changed is I'm not cri- uh, crippled by a paralyzing anxiety over whether or not the leader of my country wants to kill me because of the content of my skin. I was going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed for me except the fact that I sold my PS4. Ha ha ha. Nothing's changed for me except I have a new computer that actually can play games now. Yes, Yay. that was that was another exciting thing that happened. They're just like on the on break, Alex just sent me a bunch of Alex just asked me, he's like, yo, can you like find me a computer? Well, specifically, okay. Alex was leaving and we were like, motherfucker, you best bring a laptop so that you could play D D with us. It's why he was uh, on his break. And I was um, like, I don't have a D I don't have a laptop. So well, guess what, boy, you better get one. <laughs> yeah, so I got one. Better fucking get one. I got one, and it was more powerful than my old computer, which was six years old at that point. You're going to South Carolina. I know where the Gators are there. They owe me favors. Yeah, thank you. Thankfully, they thank you. Yeah, yeah, I guess I nothing. No, no Gators came inside. Although we did have a a lizard crawling around inside in one day. (laughs) That was the forward agent. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure how he got in there. He was observing to make sure that you were going to get on for D and D. Wow. And if he wasn't, he said he'd set off the signal and the gators would creep out of the swamp. <laughs> they'd be watching you, boy. That's why there was one in your backyard for a little while. You hear that buzzing outside? That's the gators in the fan boat. <gasps> They're going to come after you. We're going to play D&D or you're going to suffer. I actually did see somebody driving around the marshes in a fan boat. I've never seen a marsh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, Pulling back that curtain again. I live in the city. Okay. That's well, I lived, I, I, li- I lived on a marsh for trips. two weeks. Uh, I've been to marshes on school field trips where my teacher was like, and this is what everyone will assume you live like looks. This is how everyone's going to assume you live. Just like those people who are missing most of their teeth and fucking their cousins. That's eh, fine. People, think, nice, people I mean, think I live in igloos. It was a nice gated community in South Carolina, but it was also on a marsh. <laughs> Gated, a gatored community maybe <laughs> um, yeah th- but there but there was there was a marsh and there was a lake and there was like gators and stuff there uh, and people driving around in fan boats i know so you, so you said gated community and now i'm just imagining just like the marsh is just a golf course <laughs> there was a golf course but like specifically the mark, but, like like they, like they go out yeah. there and like they go on like it's, it's somehow like the massive fan boats. They go on like golf cart sized fan boats. This is I promise everyone who's listening. 
This is the games podcast. Yeah. We're just talking about Alex's vacation first. Yeah, just yes. holes one through eighteen are all massive water traps. Could be. Um, there are gate. There are occasionally gators on the course, and they have to take a break until the gator leaves. Yeah, of course there are. And then some dumbass. Then some dumbass like fucking retirees. Like I want to play my goddamn nine holes and walks over there and starts beating with a nine. Starts beating with a nine iron. I'm pretty sure my stepdad would actually my, do that if that happens. My dad said there was one guy who was playing with like a gator is literally right next to him because he didn't see him until after he'd hit the ball and turned around. There was a dude. Honestly, just, so long as you don't, so long as the gators have eaten, you don't have to worry about them. They don't want to put the energy into chasing you down. Motherfucker, there was a dude, like a family, that was doing like a gender reveal party for their 10th kid. And they were doing it by having their pet alligator bite a capsule that would explode in colored powder. Oh, that's so stupid. Those are the real rednecks right there. 10 kids and a pet alligator. That, that, like, I can guess the part of the country that was in, and I'm willing to bet I can narrow it to a state. I think it was Ohio. Seriously? That is the opposite end of the country I was expecting. Yeah. Like, I... Oh, no, sorry. It was Florida. Yeah, it was Florida. Okay, that's exactly where I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's where where I thought it was. The that's thing fair. I was like, it's going to be Florida, ain't it? Yeah, the confusing, the confusing part for me was I was was I learned about that as part of a video where they talked about two other people in Ohio who were blown up at gender reveal parties. Fucking gender reveal parties. The creator of gender reveal parties hates gender reveal parties. Yeah, she's like, oh she's yeah, like, I just did a one-off thing because I thought it'd be fun. Why? Why did it become a global sensation? It's not something you should be obligated to do. Yeah, her original thing that was is like killing people. Yeah, her original thing was just, yo, I made a cake. Guess what? It's got food coloring in it. Tell us whether my kid got a fucking dick or not. And everyone else is like, cool. Get the Semtex. Get the Semtex and set off enough fireworks to light all of California on fire. Hey, Grandma, hold this pipe bomb. We'll find out what our baby is soon. Again, this is the Games <laughs> Podcast. I promise you it's the Games Podcast. Yes, it is. Uh-oh. And speaking of horrendous <laughs> deaths, I played a game called The Sexy Brutal, and it was really good. Really? I assume there was a lot of horrendous death in there. Uh, a bit, yeah. Uh, yeah, so The Sexy Brutal is a game. It came out like a few years ago. Uh, and I actually got it specifically to stream, which I actually did. I did do two streams with it, which is honestly more than I've done for a lot of other games. <coughs> Should not have done that. Yeah. The, sex- <laughs> yeah, the sexy brutal. Uh, it's at this, like it's, it's set in this, uh, like massive, um, like cabaret casino thing where everyone is there. Everyone is there in like masquerade masks. And. The people who are running the, the people who are running this uh, casino are trying to kill everyone in the casino for reasons that too. for reasons that I am not sure of yet because hey spoilers I didn't finish the game and I had already uninstalled it. That's one. That's one way to uh, that's how keep people from winning it from winning at the casino. I guess it's like let's hell they can't win it they can't cash out if we kill them all. Yeah, and so you playing as kind of the main character uh, who doesn't have a name as far as I'm concerned. As far as I know, uh, he has the power to rewind time. And he used that power in order to try to keep these people from being murdered. And so how, and so how it'll work is you will like go into an area and then you will like find 
the items and stuff that you need to actually stop the person from dying. Typically, typically you find these things after they've already died or like, like they'll, they'll at least die once and then you rewind time. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. And then you'll be able to like go and find those items again. And just like, it's like get sequentially closer in this weird, like puzzle game to figuring out how to stop them from dying. And you have to do it without anybody seeing you because the masks that everyone wears, like tell the people in charge where you are and what you're doing and they will kill you. If they find you it's really, it's actually a really neat effect where the entire room goes red and like the mask, the person is wearing, like begin to levitate off their face and then fly at you. It's a really neat effect. And like the environment and all the, like the like character design, all the environment stuff that all works super fucking well. Uh, puzzles are the puzzles are neat. Like it is a, it's very, I guess like non-linear way of thinking just because of the timeline, because of, like the time looping stuff. You have to just like figure out the sequential order in which things are supposed to be found and used in order to in order to like unlock everything in order to stop the person from dying. And then as you uh, kind of as you go along and get like new, get like save these people, they will take off their masks and then drop their masks, which will give you new powers. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's all really neat. Like the game is super neat. It's all done. Like all the characters are done in like this like super deformed like SD chibi style. Where they all just have massive heads and very tiny bodies. I have a big head and an arm. I don't think you thought this planned very well. For those of you who don't know, that is a reference to Meet the Robinsons, one of my favorite movies that manages to keep me from just spiraling them into depression just with one, with one line. It's a fun movie. And my wife loves it whenever I do that voice. It's guaranteed to get a laugh out of her. Master? <laughs> Master. Just a, just a giant T-Rex in a top hat. Just a giant T-Rex in a derby. Uh. But yeah, uh, 60 Brutal. So if you, it's, so if, so if, you li- if you like the game and you're having a good time, why did you want to install it? Uh, it's... I honestly don't know. Like, I don't know why I do this. It's just I get to a point in games where I'm like, all right, I'm going to play this. All right, I'll play it tomorrow. All right, I'll play it tomorrow. And then it just, that, just, that just keeps happening for like months. And then I just look at the game. It's like, why is this installed? Let me just get rid of this. Like fucking sticks, Master of Shadows. I fucking have not been able to beat that goddamn game. Despite me having... uninst- Am I the only one that just never uninstalls games ever? Yes. Even if I haven't, no. even if I haven't touched it in a year. No, I do that too because I have a very specific organizational setup to my desktop. I literally have to uh, like go back every so often and be like, you haven't played this in a year, Aaron. Delete it. Delete it. Fine, I'll delete it. I'm, it also su- I'm also super anal about the storage space on my game SSD. I'm just like, all right, so I get, all right, so with SSDs, you got to keep those things. You got to have at least like some space left on them, otherwise performance tanks. And like back in mm-hmm. the day, it was like around like seventy percent, and I think like nowadays it's closer to like ninety. But I'm still like, all right, I got two hundred thirty-two gigs on this SSD. Oh, what? I have less than a hundred on there. Better delete some games. Like I have four games installed right now, and that's it. 
and I will probably end up installing more than uninstalling them. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just I, I uninstall games a lot. I just, I just I haven't played a game in like two months. Just uninstall that thing because I guess unlike Cave, I don't go. I don't. It doesn't take me nine days to download a game. It does not take uh, me do- nine days. Yes, I'm being hyperbolic for the purpose of comedy. Takes me eleven. <laughs> I was gonna say five. Oh, but yeah, another game I I understand hyperbole for the sake of comedy. You just gotta let me get my joke out. <laughs> yes, we gotta remember. I am super anxious about making people, making my friends pissed off at me. Dead. Short of insulting me or my wife, you're not gonna make me upset. <laughs> Insult my wife, though, and I will kill you. Insult I, me, I'll probably treat it as a joke. I do not know enough about. I do not know about your wife to insult her. Good. Yeah, it's like yeah, Cave's wife. You're certainly a. Yeah, Cave's you're certainly wife. a person. <laughs> you're a person, all right. Take that. I, I don't know anything about you otherwise. Yeah, as noted by the fact that we unjokingly refer to her as Cave's wife. <laughs> we don't know her name. I have said her name to you guys several times. Like, you have? I have said her name to you guys several times and not like you guys don't remember, which amuses me to know. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't remember dead's actual name. So, eh, that's fine. I like it that way. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's, he's told me it at least three times because, because when I, when I talk to my mother, she likes to like actually know people's actual names and not, you know, screen names. Handles. Yeah. Yeah, that's the weird thing. I was, like, I, was, I, was, I was like, yeah, I was just playing a game with Caveman. And she goes, do you hang out with a Caveman? I've got three names. <laughs> I've got three names that I use interchangeably. Yeah. Depending on the- I, have actually, I actually had teachers that called me Caveman. I've had teachers that never knew my real name. Nice. That is, that is how, how regularly I use my nicknames. Yeah. I became dead like 10 years ago with, with the site. And... Honestly, in those ten years, I have I have grown to prefer being called dead to being called my real name. But anyway, enough of that weird shit. Uh, speaking of uninstalling stuff, I also want to install another game that I play: Chicken Police. Chicken Police, a game that I was really looking forward to, and turns out that I kind kind of don't like it. I love God, how I hate when like, that happens. He's pulling back, like, please don't be mad at me for not liking it. Like, please don't be mad at me, but I didn't like chicken police. Yes. So, for the purposes of disclosure. What? You didn't like chicken police? For the purposes of disclosure, I was supplied this game by the PR people doing. By the PR people for this game. Got it for review purposes. Played two hours of it and stopped because I just. I. Yeah, I remember you telling me about this when you first played through it. Yeah, so my main problem with it is just I was gonna say it's the racism. Because for those who don't know, Chicken Police is a point and click adventure game uh set in a fictional, like noir era city where everyone's animal people. Similar to like a neo similar to like a noir B stars. I enjoyed Beastars. I never finished it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it ends weird. Yeah, you told me, which is probably why I'll never, never finish it. <laughs> but yeah, with Chicken Police, uh, like 
the things that I actually really enjoy about that game is like the interrogation system. I found it relatively intuitive. I was able to largely get the information I need out of people because instead of it, instead of it being like, believe. pardon? Yeah. Instead of it being like a, like a, that, like a, that thing of like, Hey, you ask him a question and then you get three options of like, Hey, truth, lie or doubt. Uh, instead, what it is, is you get a selection of questions. And then as you ask those questions, you learn more about the person you're interrogating his personality and what things will affect them. And like Sonny, the guy you're playing as, uh, he gets his like running commentary of his thoughts on these people and like what he could push and what he could pull back on. I'm pretty sure this dog has seen his day. We're not going to get anything else out of him. Kind of actually that kind of like that. And like the whole, I like love the whole, that I was making a joke and I was right. And like the whole world actually feels like really well thought out because it's not just like, Hey, we're in New York, but everyone's a fucking bird person. No, you are in Clawville, a section of the wilds. Yeah. Section of the wilds, which has been, which is like the only really, which is one of like the most technologically developed areas, like culturally developed areas. Uh, but there are still like, you know, rampant, uh, like races between individual species and the insect people actually have are like, sequ- like sequestered off in their own ghetto which has a name but everyone refers to it as the hive Bzz. and the hive is where 98% of the bug population lives and actually speaking about the dog has his day thing uh, that is largely where my problem lies with it because it like shit like that in this world is just straight up racist. Like like you didn't like how the game was racist against bug people? No, I didn't like how the game was I didn't like how the game handled it being racist because hey, it's the 40s. It's going to be racist. That's just Listen, you dirty dog. Yeah, like like, I, like so, one of the things, one of the, like the plot elements of the game is that Sonny, the guy you're playing as, uh, he is a chicken, and his partner Marty is also a chicken, and they're on the chicken police buddies. force. Yeah, and they're on the police force, which is largely dogs. And the chief of police, a bloodhound, is very racist to the point where when Sonny goes to meet Marty to like bring him out on the case he's working on that gets introduced at the beginning of the game. He says the equivalent of like a uh, birds of a feather, eh? To which Sonny shot shoots back, uh, with like barking up the wrong tree or some shit. And then Marty's like, "Whoa, whoa, let's not be fucking racist here." And then that keeps happening. People will go like you'll walk up to somebody, say some innocuous thing in our world that is a dog whistle, no pun intended, in their world, and then someone will point out, "Hey, that's racist. Don't." And like, hey, it's fine. It's the forties, and that happened. Like, I I had like fucking, I had like six main dialogue, uh, like dialogue scenes in that in the time I played with it, and in every single one of them, that shit happened. I'm talking to some motherfucker, Sonny or Marty or the guy we're talking to makes an offhand joke about. Makes an offhand reference to an animal that the, that is involved in the conversation. Then someone goes, "Hey, that's a racism," and I get it. It's racist. You don't have to keep pointing it out. Like I'll watch fucking China. Hey, did you know that was racist? 
You're like, I'll watch fucking Chinatown, a movie that has a plot point literally built around the fact that, hey, do you know Asian people? Sometimes their L's and R's sound similar. That's literally the break in the case in Chinatown. And I love that movie. That, that would be, honestly, that would be like if somebody stood up every time Short Round came, came on the movie in Indiana Jones and said, hey, that's a racist caricature. Yeah, just having someone be there with a big glowing sign that says, hey, this is problematic, doesn't negate it doesn't negate it being problematic like if like if that's the aspect of the world that these people just spout bullshit that's kind of racist just like yeah you can have people be offended by that but if you have the same interaction play nine goddamn times in a row let's get tiring and no amount of like cool world building or like really interesting character design or or like a fucking story can really hook me into that because again, two hours of that is enough for me. Ah, <sighs> fuck. And it really sucks. Cause like I started out so fucking hot in that game. Just the second I saw it and really? like the second I saw it, I was just like, okay, this looks fucking sick as hell. It's fucking murder mystery, investigative stuff, noir setting, goddamn animal people. Ah, uh, furries. Kinda. It's okay. Some of my good friends are furries. Hey, so long as you aren't uh, yiffing on me, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Government don't yiff on me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You know what I'm looking forward to? What's that? When I'm when I'm like 45 to 50. And one of my friend's kids comes up and, hey, I was going through the internet and I found a website that you were on. Why did you say don't yiff on me and then die laughing when this dead guy said, <laughs> government, don't yiff on me? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be like, because I didn't want a guy in a fursuit to come and grind on me. Like, honestly, that was why most people had problems with furries in that day and age. just because they didn't respect other people. Like, <sighs> seriously, if you're furry, good for you. Don't grind in public. It's not that hard. <laughs> I was imagining a dude full <laughs> fursuit, just like assaulting somebody, and then they just hear this in like a fucking built-in headset and their goddamn mask, and they're just like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I should listen to that random fucker on the internet. <laughs> I'm sorry, miss. This is technically a crime. <laughs> Yes. My name is Joe, but while I'm wearing the suit, please refer to me as please refer to me as Sprinkle Winged. Or whatever the fucking fuck furry Christ. name are. Oh fucking Christ. Uh, anyway. Last thing I played was Devil May Cry 4. Which, thank you to Cave, get me that for Christmas. I would have got you something too, but I'm in Canada and I cannot buy games for people. I don't buy game. I don't buy things for people to get gifts in return. I buy them to hear that it makes them happy. So spread I'm love and joy. Exactly. The spirit of Christmas is not gimme. It's here you go. I hope you enjoy it. Uh huh. But no, like I've actually, like, for some fucking reason, people can people in the states can gift me gifts, but I'm not allowed to gift them things. 
I don't know what Steam's deal is. I think it just hates the Canadian dollar. Seems yeah. So it's like you're gonna pay those Canadian. Yeah. In Canada, the games cost a dollar twenty five more. We're not gonna let you send that to America. That would make us money. So devil may cry. Yes. I'm an hour into it, so I have no real uh insights or strong opinions on it because I'm an hour into it. So Devil May Cry 4 is actually one of the few Devil May Cry's I've played. I didn't like it. Yeah, like that's I don't I don't like Devil May Cry in general though. Yeah, that the only thing I really can say about the game is that it is incredibly Devil May Cry. I don't like Devil May Cry. I don't like I don't the games are great. I'm not their target audience at all. I don't enjoy that style of gameplay at all. So <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird thing where I will like get into one of these games like I will like be super hype on one of these games and get into it. And then I go, Oh, right. This is the kind of game it is. Get rid of it. And then remember, and then like forget the kind of game it is when a new game comes out. Like, fuck. Like, oh, like when right. the Devil May Cry collection came out, I got that. I was like, Oh yeah, that's fucking sick. Let's play this. And then I got like, an, I got like two hours in Devil May Cry one and returned it. I was like, Oh, right. It's those kinds of games. I can't remember which one it was, but one of the Devil May Cry's I was playing. And this was actually when I decided I'd never play another Devil May Cry. I got near the end and I got to a chamber that was like, by the way, here's all the bosses that you struggled to death to beat once. Fight him again. <laughs> and I was just like, well, returning this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I had I, fun up till that point. It just wasn't my game. My yeah. type of game. Yeah, and it's weird. Like I've I enjoy I've enjoyed like the Devil May Cry style of games, like the like the ridiculous like Japanese character action games like I really love Bayonetta but I, I'm trying to think of like an actual like tangible difference between Bayonetta and Devil May Cry and the main thing I'm thinking of is just the traversal hmm. because with uh, Bayonetta at least from what I remember it wasn't a whole lot of like running around a map just kind of here's an instance area, fight things, move on to the next instance area, fight things, then do that again, and then end of mission, move on to next mission. But with Devil May Cry, it'll drop you into these areas that are like, hey, right, here's your instance fight, and now here is this semi kind of, here's this like incredibly specific path you have to follow down that is not very well defined and will, and you'll traverse it like a dumbass. And then you'll find, and then like you'll have like fucking five different paths you can go from there. One of which will lead you to where you're supposed to go. The rest of which will lead you to some random bullshit that doesn't matter. The only thing I can really say that like in Devil May Cry Four's favor is I'm not getting lock lost as much, just because like the mini map actually is giving me per pertinent information, like telling me which room I came out of. Because I'm trying to remember previous games. I don't remember like Devil May Cry One actually marking what door you used when you use it. And so when the camera angle fucking switches the fuck around and you are staring at like five identical doors, you won't know which one you used. At least I didn't. That may just be me being an idiot. Because for a yeah. lot of, because for a lot of my like off the cuff impressions of these long running franchises, it's entirely possible. I'm just an idiot and I'm missing something ma like massively vital. Because again, I played an hour of this game. Yeah, never forget, whenever we're critiquing your favorite thing, we might actually be missing something. So instead of just getting angry at us, tell us. Engage in the comments. 
shit on us with kindness. Also, keep in mind, these are opinions of some asshole. You, they don't matter. Yours don't matter either. Ours Someone exists in the world who doesn't like Devil May Cry. He must be destroyed. Yeah, You don't like the thing I like. I'm going to kill you. You like the they thing matter. I like. Oh, it's not everyone must like Devil May Cry or else. I hate Dante will manifest in real life and start slicing heads. Wouldn't that be exactly what they wanted? Possibly. Wait a minute. Do you play DMC Devil May Cry? Well, fuck you then. No. Honestly? No. As a non-fan of D of Devil May Cry, I still found that game to be like, like no, why would you do this? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like it was just wrong on so many levels. That's the thing. Uh. Like, like playing that game, that game's fine. It's just not a Devil May Cry game. It's not a Devil May Cry game, and it's not the Devil May Cry characters. Yeah, like it, it's like it's it's like everything that's supposed to be charming about Dante, they just completely ignored in favor of turning him into a generic rude edge lord. Yeah, like that game would not have been like, like that, that game was relatively well received by critics. That game would not have been so like roundly resoundly hated by the DMC community if it didn't call itself DMC. Like and like if if that game was just like, hey, here's you fucking here's Stab Boy. Zoo character. Woo! He fights it's monsters. Zoo character. Sword man. Yeah, like the, the, like the character Sword action. Man with gun. Then like the character action community would like look at that game and go, yeah, it's not for me, but it's largely fine. Because like the only like actual like mechanical um, critiques I heard of that game were from like the best friends. Which you know, rest in peace. Absent the chat for that. See, that's actually one thing I really love about being part of the gaming community is just whenever something that is like a one-off in a game becomes like part of our language. Yeah, memes. It's like F's in F's chat. chat. The fuck? Yeah. You can just say F's in chat and people know what it is. I started I, I started doing that in public and it doesn't really work. That's for me. <laughs> I I, I I forget. I forget what I said, but I said I said it was some meme, and everyone looked at me like I was insane. And I was like, "All right." Oh, you did a random meme. I did F's in chat. No, no, it wasn't a random meme, but it was it was it was like a gamer term that like nobody who has nothing to do with video games would understand. Oh, Parker's like, "All right." And I was like, "All right, I'm hanging with you, normies." I know you told me what Poggers meant. It is a. I don't remember or care. For those who for those who do care, Poggers is no it. one, no one cares. They wrote they cared enough to write an Urban Dictionary entry about it. No one cares. No one should care. But they do. Poggers no one who doesn't is, know should Poggers care. is an evolution of Pog, which which was originally an acronym meaning play of the game, which then turned into a word meaning like fucking cool shit. It's like oh Pog, dude, we just made partner, and then that turned to Poggers. I I remember Pogs. They were a thing in the nothing 90s to do, that was nothing, cool yeah. for like a week. Yeah, nothing to do with the branded material Pogs. That's what I think. It's wrong. Just straight up. Like Pogs. All right, those stupid round things that people liked for a week in the 90s. See, I, I knew it there. couldn't be that because I was like, no. I had Pogs. I tried to get into it and then there, I was there are like, very what, few why people- am I? Why, why am I doing this? 
This is stupid. This entire time I've just been picturing like someone like talking about like this really heartfelt thing of like, oh, it's like, oh yeah, my grand it's like, oh sorry, I didn't come in. My grandma died this week. And everybody's just like, oh man, ask the chat for that. <laughs> That's gonna be a thing one day, though. That's the scary yeah. part is that give, it's going give to it a, de- a give it a decade day. or two, and then it's just gonna be yeah, just just like in line at Arby's. Like like you'll just hear someone start saying F F, and then people will just start like just slow clapping and <laughs> and saying F along with like F. Oh, I'm so sorry for whoever you lost. F. Just a bunch of sad people just screaming F at a man in the middle of an Arby's. <laughs> It's going to be a thing. What's happening? I'm so confused. <laughs> We're talking in person. We don't have a chat here. Fuck. No, they're not gonna, it's not going to be F's in chat anymore. It's just going to be F. It's just going to be <laughs> people are like okay, F. It's going to reduce down to F. Just the letter F is just going to turn into just the universal symbol for grief. Which honestly, please. Just, just there's just, so many times I'm like, how do I... Like, what do I say to this? <laughs> I think I, I think I think my favorite thing about today is that Dead is just like dying, just <laughs> processing this fact. <sighs> God. Well, speaking of Pog, I actually just removed the Pog Champ emoji emoji on Twitch chat. Of course, okay. Yeah, because the guy whose face it is, uh, you know, with things happening, he came out on the wrong side of it. Oh, right, I heard about that. Um. Okay. He uh, he supported the uh, rioters in Washington. Yeah. Yeah, that is the wrong side. Yes, that is the drastically wrong side. So Twitch was like, yeah, no, we're removing his face from our website. Another funny thing that I saw that happened, uh, Kevin Sorbo uh, <laughs> came out kind of in support of these guys. And Lucy Lobs was like, yo, you dumb fuck. <sighs> uh, more reason to love her. <sighs> She's to be great. fair, I, I, I mean, I, mean I, I could sort of see it if only because Kevin Sorbo was like, damn it, I need to be relevant again. Oh no, Kevin Sorbo fell at the fucking deep end. Like he's, he's Yeah, he he is really gone like, like, like he's the st- wrong direction. Yeah, like like going from like niche like fantasy and sci-fi stuff that gave him like the fan base to being purely in pure flicks. Like no one No one who is like drinking the pure flicks Kool-Aid is a decent person, I think. Hot take, I know, but where's the hot take? Uh, that Pureflix can afford Kool Aid. <laughs> <coughs> okay, you get a, you get the golden Cupid doll. <laughs> yes, bloggers, dude. Ah, <sighs> anywho, Alex, what you been playing? So I've been playing well with my uh, with my new gaming laptop that can finally play Steam games again. I of course celebrated being able to do this by uh, starting up a new a rousing new game of Fallout New Vegas. Ew. My favorite my favorite game to play when uh I have when access you have a PC to Steam that works. 
when I, when I have a PC, yeah, when I when I can computer game with, without it sparking and overheating and sounding like it's about to die. Oh dear God! <laughs> yes, it was it was not uh, pleasant. So to make things interesting, I decided to play an explosive character, which means he fights entirely with things that blow up. So you're going to get the uh, the uh, super powered sniper rifle that fires explosive bullets, right? Yes. But for now, I'm chucking dynamite at people. <laughs> yeah. And, grena- and grenades and grenade launchers, and it's it's very it's very inefficient. Hey, come on, boys! We're going fishing. Launchers at people. No, but I'm shooting grenade launchers. I'm shooting grenades throwing grenade, grenade launchers at people. <laughs> yeah, just if that was an option, I would do it. <laughs> just eating <laughs> grenade launchers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, and uh, and I also built him so that he uses criticals more often. Oh dear God, that sounds horrifying. <laughs> Lots of luck. Critical explosion. Critical yes, critical explosions left and right. Uh, I got the ballistic fist, which is the shotgun gauntlet, <laughs> where if you if you punch somebody, uh, it they delivers a shotgun around to their face. Yes. <sighs> so you can uppercut someone and explode their head off. Nice. And it also means uh, I went in all the casinos and cleaned them out. Oh, so you, you got like super lucky? Or uh, uh, no, no, murdered? I said I, 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 no, I put I put most of my uh, stats into luck, which is ah, for okay. criticals. So which which means you have an easier time winning the casino games. Yep, that is so how I, so I win that game. I just go break all the casinos and then buy all the upgrades from the uh, cybernetics clinic done and uh, yeah uh, after you win a certain amount of uh caps they won't let you play anymore yep they're like so okay you kill everyone you're, you're too lucky oh well, that's a shame i got this nuke here yep that's when you murder <sighs> so that's uh, too bad i have this fat man here let me just let me just step back there you go you brought me to the casino <laughs> hey that's me hey that's me that's both of us dead, let's be honest. I made the mistake of buying a scale recently. Oh, you poor soul. Scales uh-huh. are inaccurate. This one especially, considering it has a, apparently a margin of error of up to, depending on the day, three to ten pounds. Uh, wow, that is... I mean, that's a lot, but I thought you were going to say it had like an error margin of a hundred pounds. I was going to say, oh, okay. I oh, know, like it's three to ten pounds, and that's like while you're not moving standing on it. Because I've had it jump from 390 to 404. Yeah, you're not supposed to move on it. You're supposed to stand still. Yeah, I'm standing still, and it jumps from 390 to 404. And even if I was moving, and even if I was fucking moving, I don't think me moving my foot a half inch adds 14 pounds. No, that's not good. So, yeah. Also, pull another curtain. I'm around 400 pounds. Wow. I've been losing weight. I've been trying to. I've been doing intermittent fasting, which isn't healthy, but it's pretty much the only thing that's ever worked for me to lose I weight. Mean, I've, I've always been a somewhat hefty guy, but I'm not quite in, in the realm of being anywhere close to 400 pounds. Yes. I've 300 been, pounds, for that matter. 
I've been walking around my building, but I haven't been able to do it lately because I walked down to go get a package from the from the post office, forgetting there was a bus at in my town, despite stopping at the bus stop to sit and breathe. Like that, that, that I'm such a fucking dumbass. Like I literally went into the bus station. I went really into the bus stop and sat there while a bus was waiting to pick people up, then walked home and didn't realize until three hours later that I had a bus outside my building. I didn't know that there was a bus waiting for you. Oh, man. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, he already told me this story. Yeah, I'd, I'm a dumbass who forgot about buses. Dead and I talk outside of this. I know. It's robbing you guys of premium content, but... Well, hey, if you support us on Patreon... What's that, what's that, what's that strange metal object that just pulled up across the street and let all those people off? Yeah. yeah. What is that? Is that like... It's like, oh, I know what that is. That's an underground bomb shelter on wheels. <laughs> yes. yes. I've played enough Fallout to know what that is. No, I've, I've, it's to escape the nukes. I've watched enough documentaries about dumbasses to know what that is. Get away from those damn commies. They're coming to steal all our bread. Quick, get into the underground bus shelter. So, no, suffice to say, I did not use Dead Man as a weapon in the casino. Shame. Yeah, I know. I'm sure I'm sure it would have been epic and awesome, but no, a, a fat man in Fallout is a, a portable nuke launcher. Yeah. Yeah. Which blows everything up. You know, I don't use fat men in, in Fallout because I always end up killing myself. I, I yes, I, I had to, I had to figure out how to, uh, you know, actually use it without blowing myself up to. Yes, it was difficult. But I figured out the trick is to either stand far away or shoot it in an arc. <laughs> so I can't blow myself up with this nuke. How do I stop it? Oh, I know. Takes a couple steps back. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> No, you don't take a couple steps back. You, you got like, to be like on the other side. You of the shoot it. You sh- you to be like yeah. You have to be like on top of a hill shooting down. No, shoot, shoot, like taking a couple couple steps back and firing it in melee range will just blow you up. I figured that, but still, the wording of you just got to be far away. The way you don't die although is t- don't be although, near the explosion. One, one time, I just one time I just loaded up on like damage resistance medicine and I didn't die. I was just horrifically maimed and went ragdolling across the ground. Now, if this was one of the Bethesda, now if this is one of the Bethesda-made games, the explosion would have knocked you through the world and thus corrupted your save file. Yeah, probably. Like, no, you- no, definitely, it would have definitely done exactly that. As someone who's playing one of the Bethesda-made games right now, you've been blown into the sun and your computer is exploding. Yo, what are you trying to do? Complete a quest. Guess the fuck what? That guy failed the spawn and he'll never show up again. Bethesda, it glitches so bad it fires an actual fat man shell out the screen somehow. I believe it. Yeah, I remember back when Fallout 4 came out, like there was like like fucking there was this discussion on the, po- on the podcast, like discussing game of the year stuff. And it was like the biggest disappointment. And it was like a 30 minute discussion of one guy like like or like one or two guys trying to convince the rest of the table that Fallout 4 was the biggest disappointment of the year. I can't believe it was that hard. 
yeah, yeah, a couple of people are a couple of people were very much like on the Bethesda, on the Bethesda train of just like yeah this game's buggy as fuck but that's Bethesda games dude to which the response I is, to which the response is yes it's been like that for years you think they would have gotten a bit better no they have not yet yeah, despite all that I somehow managed to uh, complete a run of Fallout 4 when it first came out without a, without encountering a single glitch I was quite surprised oh well, lottie da mister fucking with a golden I, seed over here I was quite yeah, impressed. Dude, you're a miracle child. I was like, how is it? What's this? Is, I was wait, I was waiting for it to just glitch out at any moment, but somehow I managed to get through it. You're just waiting for one of your companions to all of a sudden just turn into the dog, but still have the regular model. Yeah. <sighs> but no, New Vegas is not made by Bethesda. New Vegas is made by the actually good people. Yes, Obsidian. Obsidian, which means it's not quite glitch-free because it's still using the Fallout 3 engine made yeah, by Bethesda. It's still Fallout. It's still Fallout, but I mean, it's not quite as game-breaking. Yeah, just spinning heads. Just, you know, spinning heads and occasionally... Uh, the, the, the occasional uh, dead enemy that somehow is still standing even though you've killed it and talking and talking yeah a, I, a perfect even though you've blown up its head like how are you still talking yeah i own That's fallout new vegas i own fallout new vegas on steam and i have never been able to i've never been able to bring myself to try it like it I, is fun like i think i tried it, it on con- i think i tried it on like console like back in university like like back in like 2010, 2011. And I played it for like half an hour. I bought it for one of my like dorm mates. And it, and I ran around for 20 minutes, got over encumbered and couldn't move properly. So I just said, okay, fuck this. Yeah. You got to be careful with that. Yeah, I know. Now. I played other games with encumbrance. I don't understand it. Encumbrance is a bitch. Yep. That's the reason I don't really use it in D and D. It's even worse if you're playing well, on survival mode. It sucks mode, in which, Yeah, it just outright sucks. There, it's not even like, oh, this is a cute challenge. No, it's just, hey, don't pick things up. We're using variant encumbrance. <laughs> There's a survival mode where everything is it costs weight, including ammo and minor things that shouldn't that usually don't weigh much in the regular gameplay. Plus, oh. you also have to you also have to eat, drink, and sleep regularly, or else your character will die. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's not that much of a challenge if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So, how's it been playing? I was well. I, I was going to uh, install uh, Warhammer Vermintide too, Ooh. and I noticed it's a, and then, then I noticed it has a hundred gigabyte download. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like a lot of the hard drive because I have a smaller hard drive because it's a laptop. So I was like, well, guess I won't be loading that up right now. Yeah, yeah. I uninstalled yeah. it not too long ago just because I needed space. Because again, it was a hundred gig install, and unless I clear up a bunch more space, I'm probably not going to be installing it again anytime soon. Despite the fact that I really enjoy that game, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm probably going to be uninstalling I, it relatively soon because the only reason I, I have it on my computer was dead. I was really disappointed too because I was like, oh, I had a lot of fun the one time I tried playing that game until my computer started exploding. Yeah, it's a super fun game. Like, like it's it's just it's just taking that. Yeah, like that was the sound we heard that sound through his mic. 
It was bad. It was bad. But like that game is just like like taking like the Left 4 Dead model and making it more like making it more like melee focused and giving it more of a like you know giving it like the Warhammer feel that made that the game was super fucking fun. Like I'm not the biggest fan of Left 4 Dead, but I fucking love Vermintide. And I'm super looking forward to Darktide. Is that, that going to have a hundred gigabyte install too? Probably. Probably. Oh, games are great. getting bigger, despite the games are getting bigger, and people are just accepting it. Guess, I, yeah, I'm guessing I'm going to have to get a separate hard drive for games. At some point, I'll have to update my game SSD. I'm probably going to have to get a game SSD at some point. Which means more money on computers. Yay, computers. Yeah, computers. I like computers. So so instead of Vermintide 2. Computers are where my friends live. I I loaded up the one game I bought on Steam sale, which is Space Engineers. And apparently that destroyed his new computer. <laughs> yeah, because uh, because so so Space Engineers is apparently like this sandbox game where it gives you a big galaxy and you can, you know, build the uh, space bases and spaceships and land vehicles and just kind of it's kind of like no man's sky only you know good good at launch <laughs> good at launch because apparently that game got good, good at launch release i will i will say that they did they did improve no man's sky quite a bit from launch so yeah, i'm really so, hoping cyberpunk does that <laughs> so so even though even though i suck at building games because i'm not very good at them i was i was looking forward to giving to giving oh, an so attempt to games too because I, I know in tabletops you suck at building. <laughs> yes, I ah. do. Suck it. I mean, I'm I'm even worse at building games because at least you know you know like how Fallout Four has the uh, the thing where you can build settlements. That's part and stuff. of the game that I played for days and days and days and days and days and days and didn't do anything else. Yeah, I know that part. Yeah, yeah, I I did that for like a half hour and then never touched it again. And I built like one shack. I have different designs depending on my settlement. And I'm re- and I was really annoyed too because I was like, oh man, I, these things I could probably build some really cool things if I, you know, was didn't suck at putting these things together. I downloaded a mod that added like boat parts to my list, so I could literally just convert an entire settlement into a boat that was just sitting on land. Hmm. I'm gonna say, did the boat actually move? No, 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 never uh, moved. That would be complicated. <laughs> Like you're asking too much for Bethesda game moving vehicles. Yeah, if you, if you fuck putting the boat in there. I'm surprised it didn't break the game. I also have uh, built entire like like I, I I love the idea of the Uber colony where it's just one structure that contains everything you need, and then outside is where you do the farming or something. So like I I, I did one of those out of shipping containers. I wanted to build like a mansion and then make like a bat cave in the basement accessed by elevator where I could like line up all my power armors. Yeah, yeah. that's doable. You put the bird, you put the bird. I, yeah, I know there. it's doable, but I could, I couldn't do, I didn't have the creative ability. You're probably not going to be able to put anything else in that settlement because of the building limit, but it's doable. Yeah. I should do that. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, so I was all set, I was all set. I was all set to build my uh, awesome space pirate fleet. Oh, you're going down the piracy route, huh? 
Well, well, I was yeah, I was I was going to put together some dark colored pirate ships and make like a little pirate base, and then just go around and see what I could find. And uh, so, so I started the game. It started me on a moon base, which it was nice. And I walked around for five minutes, and uh, then my laptop started overheating. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Oh, no. It could run many games perfectly fine, but five minutes of Space Engineers and it was the fan was at max, and I could I was just touching it, and I was like, ah, it burns. Okay, what graphic settings did you have it at? I, I so I was like, wow, I must have, I must have graphic settings on really high, and it's like medium graphics. Shit. And I was like, okay, that's that's uh, apparently it's just not optimized very well, and uh, I chose an area. Where uh, there was a lot of stuff for it to load, so I'm yeah. gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to experiment with that because I I was really looking forward to to playing this game and at five minutes like all of a sudden it kicks into overdrive. You're so making I, me want to play Minecraft, man. <laughs> <laughs> I tried Minecraft once and it was not. I did not. I did not do very well. well yeah, the whole point of the game is building. Like, there's I nothing like, oh, great. else. Building and having shrubs ex- explode your uh, stuff. You mean the giant green penis? Yes, finding new things. and new ways to make giant and bigger dicks that are like pr- that are also like workable computers. I'm not. That, I'm not on that side. I'm not on the redstone side. I'm on the builder side. So I spent like a month rebuilding the Taj Mahal hmm. in scale. I also built uh, the Dragon Ball Z, the floating like balls thing that you need to climb a ladder to get to. Oh, the lookout? I built, uh, yeah, I built lookout? that. I built that along with the infinite training area. The hyperbolic time chamber? Yeah, that one. I'm yeah. going to say you, you, built the, you built the hyperbolic time chamber in Minecraft? You built, a, yes. you built an endless white void? Yes, it is surprisingly easy. You just have to get like a white map and just put it in a picture frame. And so long as you coat all of the walls in it, it looks like an infinite void. <laughs> I've, never really did get, your I've never been able to get into fucking Minecraft. Just, I, just any game that is just like, hey, like I'm the kind of kid that buys Lego sets because he needs instructions to use Legos. I'm the kind of kid who buys raw Legos because I wanted to build a working gun. Yeah, no, uh, not uh Legos. Yeah, I got all these Legos did, and they're I, like, just want to get the blicky. I did I did build a pirate ship in Legos once. That was about it. I built a taser fist once. Didn't work very well because it didn't have high, uh, strong enough power source. Taser fist. It also electrocuted the user after a while because the uh the uh the the point, the contacts were heating up every time you used it, so it was slowly melting through the rubber glove. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I was a bit of a mad scientist as a kid. Oh. Oh, God. Smith Melt Alex. So. So after that, I gave up on uh, computer gaming for the moment because I said, okay, I guess I still have to work some of the bugs out. 
So instead, I went back to an old PSP game from way back when that I never finished called uh, Star Ocean, the first departure. Ah, the first departure, which is which is the the remake slash only version we ever got of the original Star Ocean game, which came out on the uh, SNES right around the time the SNES was being discontinued. And so uh, it didn't get a U.S. release. Instead, they just went right to the rest of the series. So we started with Star Ocean 2, then 3, then 4, and then finally we got 1. Whoa! And, uh, yeah. and Which, uh, which number is Till the End of Time? Because uh, that was the first time I played. Till the End of Time is 3. Okay. Because I know it's after 3, three but- they started going downhill. Uh, well, four was okay, except a little, a little melodramatic at parts, but it had a really good battle system. Five yeah, it was, was, it was, it was an absolute blast to play through. I hated the story. For two, story for three or four? It's four, uh, four. Oh, no, five three was the one that was apparently, five was the one that apparently wasn't very good. Like they half-assed it and clear, clearly they, it wasn't finished, but they were like, screw it. We're going to release it for the 20th anniversary anyway. Yeah, and it's why I'm going to be uh, reading reviews before I get a Star Ocean game. So is oh, that you play Star Ocean too? So is that in Star I Ocean? Three more. So is that Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness, or Star Ocean Anam Anam and Uh, no that that that's Integrity and Faithlessness. Anam whatever whatever the Anam whatever game is is the mobile game. Anamnesis and which is actually a supposedly a very popular in Japan, but. It was discontinued in the U.S. because they kept putting more and more ridiculous guest cameos in there that they couldn't possibly license over here. <laughs> so they just kind of gave up. Hey, check it out, Star like Ocean they- players. It's your favorite character, Lei Yagami. Yeah. Integrity, yeah. And, faithful- uh, integrity and faithlessness was a disappointment. <laughs> it's the, the last hope was not as interesting as it could have been. And I love Till the End of Time. <laughs> yeah, Till the End of Time is probably one of my favorites. But uh, 1 and 2 so is where it all... I have never actually beaten it properly. <laughs> I've always gotten bored and turned on cheats. Because uh, I had it on the PS2. So I turned on cheats. Uh, I've beaten the whole game. I've just never oh. done it properly. I've always done it with cheats. But tell me about number 1 to tell, so I know if I want to buy that. Uh, okay, so number 1... Uh, number number one uses a re sort of a, a redone version of number two's engine, which is the PS one game. It doesn't use the original SNES, uh, which unfortunately uh, it was pretty nice because it was it was it used like some kind of weird graphics chip that the, most games didn't use back then, and mm-hmm. uh, it was also it was also one of the first. Ge- NES, uh, I mean, it was one of the first SNES games to have voice acting. Only for the opening scene and battle cries from the characters, but uh, it was kind of groundbreaking at the time. Yeah, like no one did voice acting on this on the SNES. No, no, it was <laughs> that that is very groundbreaking. It was one of the it, it was that, and it was Tales of Fantasia, which much which had only only lines in battle but it was the same thing in fact they were basically made by the same company the the people that made tales of fantasia who weren't quite satisfied with how how it uh came out 
proceeded to then make Star Ocean, like, almost a year later, which is why they're very similar in terms of battle system, which is you have, uh, you're, you you can actively run around and, you know, stab things. It's not, like, turn-based, like uh, most RPGs were at the time. And you have you have combos, and you have your special sword techniques, which, you know, But the but the special techniques aren't quite as good because you can just kind of infinitely use regular attacks and they're kind of much better, except for like the super advanced ones towards the end. And uh, unlike unlike the later Star Ocean games where um, it's a little bit more dynamic, you, like you cast spells in real time. In this one, you basically if you cast a spell, the whole screen stops and the animation plays. So it's like you know a free hit. So it's like an integrity and faithlessness when you use your ultimate meter or whatever the fuck they called it. And it's just like, all right, we're just going to play a cutscene for now. Yeah, except that happens every time you cast a spell. That was the one of the most <laughs> annoying parts about integrity and faithlessness. The 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 only the only the only problem was uh well, I mean the only thing is it's not quite as broken because spells only hit once. But this is the thing. Uh Star Ocean is not so great about magic compared to most uh compared to most other games you, you know how in most games you get like your healer right away and mm-hmm. you get like then you get like okay so you start with the healer in star ocean but then she leaves yeah that's actually one thing that i really hate about the star ocean games in general is you don't get to decide your party half the time like in my personal experience with star ocean games it's Hey, uh, this character's really useful, but for plot reasons, they're leaving your party for a while, and we're not replacing them. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that, that that happens with that happens with one in three, where it's like, hey, this is this is your magic caster. Also, she's leaving for quite a while. It also happens with five. Oh, does it? I, I haven't played yeah. five. Hey, in, in your five, character guys. Bye bye. In five, uh, like in the in the first half of 5 and i i feel like this is probably true for the first half of most of the games cuz i played 3 out of the 5 and i'm pretty sure it happened in 4 too for the first half of the game the party members you can get are entirely dependent on the narrative at the moment yeah that's kind of how it works and well, it's annoying cuz once they've given me a party member i just want to keep them so for the first, so for the first two games, they had a r- rather interesting thing where uh, you can't you can't keep all the party members. You can, you have you have a you have eight party member slots, but there's like twelve possible party members, so you can't have everyone. You have to you have to pick and choose who you want. Get picky, boy. So, so uh, like. Uh, so, all right. So, so at the beginning, uh, you have the main ca- you have, you have the main character, you have a healer, and you have this other dude. And uh, then the other two leave, and that one other dude never ever comes back. He's he was he's just like a temporary prologue only guy, but he sucks. So that's okay. And uh, for the next for the next for the next three for the next three to four hours, you don't have a single magic user. It's all melee characters. Which sucks because healing is really essential. Yeah, healing is kind of important. You have you can only heal with items at first, and a lot of the items is just not very useful to heal with. Yeah, 
And then and grinding, then finally, is least, grinding is at least really fun in these games. And once you get to a point true. where you can grind areas, it's just, all right, I'm just going to keep going into this area and grinding it. I, they can't damage me enough to kill me. So, and, and I'm going to go and so, in. That is true. After a certain point, you can just be completely invulnerable to damage. Especially uh, if you uh, if you if your armor class is good. So and so so you get a second character who stays with you permanently, and then you run into this and then you run into this one guy who joins you to complete one mission, and then after you're done, he's like, "All right, so what are we gonna do now?" And you can either say, "All right, nice working with you, goodbye," or, "Hey, why don't you join us? You know, for the rest of our adventure." And uh, if you accept him, you can't take the next character who you run into. So it's basically like that, where there's there's four party member slots that are locked in by characters you have to have, and then there's four slots that you could fill with the other available couple, but you can only have certain combinations. Okay. Yeah. And and there's a like. If you get one character and then you get another character and then you get another character, then you can swap out that one character for it, this other character who is unique to the PSP version. But if you don't have that other character, then if you try to swap them out, she'll just leave and you'll get no and you'll have an empty slot that you can then. F- so it's it's kind of like it's really complicated as far as choosing your characters. Yeah, that sounds fucking just, terrible. You you, you kind of have to know what you're, you have to, you kind of have to know uh, what you want basically ahead of time. Which but it does make for inter- yeah. Which but it does make for interesting uh, replays. And the game isn't very long because um, the second half of the game they kind of didn't have time to put much effort into <laughs> because uh, they were running out of time because they're they were almost going to stop production with the SNES way back when. So the second area of the game is mostly just one town and then the final dungeon. Yeah, like when I get bored with the game. And the PSP version uh, didn't really improve much, although it, it did add two brand new party members to make your choices even more complicated. <laughs> oh, joy! Of course, it could just be, hey, you just get these guys. Why add improvements in content? We can just add complications. Yeah, the, the the one character is was uh, the one character they removed from the original. So like the arc where you could get her in, in the SNES version just stops abruptly. So uh, they at least completed that, so you can get her now, and she's one of the better characters in the game. Yay! But Ooh. still, which is and the, and uh, so for the second Star Ocean game. It's it's not really like that. It's you have basically like you just you find a character, like hey you want to join? Yeah, cool, you're in. And then like they they don't have any of that. This character leaves, and this character comes back, and all of that. And there's and there's only two main characters in the second game, so you can you can fill up a party of six plus those two. So you can get most of the characters. But and then, from the, then but on, the, they just gave you every character. Well, but uh, but as from far then as I'm on, aware, there's no hey, you can't get this character anymore. Moments in the other in the other three. Well, because that's the thing. Once voice acting and 
cutscene and like detailed cutscenes became a thing, suddenly they couldn't really do that anymore. Uh, you said detailed cutscenes like they had those in the last game. Dear God. Yeah. Like, see, one thing about integrity and faithlessness, it looks like a PS2 game. <laughs> On the PS4. I'm kind of glad I never played this game. It I mean, is I, I, so... I, no. I heard it was terrible, and that's why I didn't play it, but still. The story is actually okay up until the point where you get off the planet. Which is usually, in my experience, when the story gets really good in Star Ocean games. When you start going to explore other worlds is when the story gets good. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's this called game, Star Ocean. It's when it really just gets bad. So, so for the for the first three games, they kind of have this thing where, like, first you start off on like a fantasy planet, and then you go to a more advanced planet. Well, in Star Ocean Three, you start off on vacation world. Yeah, but but you spend the majority of the game on that one planet, and then you yeah, go. You spend the majority of the game on fantasy world. Yes, and then, which is actually is kind of is kind of for like in Star Ocean One, you spend most of the game on fantasy world. The the advanced world is the one that they they didn't really have time to put any detail into. <laughs> it really is a Star Ocean. So yeah. and then Star the society, Ocean Two society so advanced. And you just see just like a bunch of sticks. Star Star, Star Ocean Two um, did and Star Ocean Two had disc one for fantasy world. And disc two for the futuristic world. So that actually that got a lot of detail. In fact, Star Ocean Two probably has the best story and uh, overall flow in the entire series. If you can de- if you can deal with the fact that it has rather primitive PS two PS one style graphics, and also in the original, the voice acting is terrible. Uh, of course, it is. It, it was it was it was it was one of those early PS games with like voice acting, where it's like l- grab the guy off the street and have them do lines for us. Yeah. The PSP hey, going through the office. You are almost a Jill sandwich. Yeah. It's like, well, that's somewhere that I could have gotten into voice acting back then. Well, that's somewhere <laughs> around 80 points. So the, the PSP into a review of the star ocean series. Yeah. Just a deep not, dive into the sure star ocean franchise. Yeah, I guess I guess I, I didn't expect Cave to have played the other games. <laughs> yeah. I love Star Ocean until the end of time. There's a reason I've been quiet this entire time. I do not know a fucking yeah. thing about Star Ocean. I figured you didn't. So so, so Star Star to sum up Star Ocean. Um, so ima- imagine if one day the Enterprise was flying by a planet, and Kirk decided to beam down, but it was actually Middle Earth from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> and then he got and then he got tied up in the, that adventure. And there's magic, like like there is actual magic, but every world defines it like vaguely yeah. differently. <laughs> like some places, not, not only not only is there magic, but Kirk, but Kirk decides. Kirk, Kirk is taught how to cast spells because that that actually episode the one guy in Star Ocean the uh, the guy from the Federation when he lands there he can't bring his like his blaster gun and all of his fancy technology. So it's like it's cool, and then when he comes back, like a, an hour or two later, he somehow learned how to cast spells, like all I, spells. I have to share with you the best worst character design from Integrity and Faithfulness, by the way. Oh um, boy! All right, this this character. Oh yeah. 
They seem to be a lot of those characters from RPGs of that time. I think uh, Tales of Basuria had a similar looking character. Is that her skin or the fabric? That is a layer of fabric ish. Because the flesh looking parts are her skin. Okay. That's what I was that's what I was asking. Like did, was it just like a flesh colored fabric that they used for the checker pattern, or is the checker pattern just purple fabric and then nothing? As far as I'm aware, it's just purple fabric and then nothing. And oh, she well, is best mage in the game. Well, it's good to see, I guess, that the relationship between fucking Hatsune Miku and Ivy from Soul Calibur worked out. <laughs> oh, this character is so bad. It's so bad. I mean, I mean, the third game had this guy, so. He did? I don't remember him. Yeah. You uh, you you might you might have missed him because he's he's a character who's pretty much optional, and then if you oh. miss him, if you if you miss him, he joins in the end anyway. But he just kind of shows up before the final dungeon, like, hey, hey, you didn't talk to me before, but I'm going to join your party now. Yeah, I don't remember him. He's the worst character in the game. Oh, that's probably why I don't remember him. He's a he's a spellcaster that uses a sword. Who uh, he's a bad caster, and he doesn't actually take out his sword to do anything other than hold it. Well, I've got till the end of time on my PS4, and I'm planning on replaying it soon. So, I'll I th- I thought about I keep I keep thinking about like I man I sh- I really f- really feel like playing till the end of time again, but my PS2 no longer works. Get it on the PS4. Like, so anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it, so anyway, if you if you don't if you don't mind, uh, you know the party selection thing. And the fact that the first game's story kind of peters out towards the end, you might like the one and two. They're uh, they're oh, they're certain they're certainly a lot better. They're certainly a lot better than Integrity and Faithlessness. Since you made the Star Trek reference, I've been thinking nonstop about either this game or Star Trek, and just them ending up on for some reason a planet full of orcs from Forty K. That would be awesome. And they, they, that like, would be like, awesome. like, just each plant defines magic slightly differently. And some like, yes, yeah, it's the energy field, it's whatever. And then you're like, yes, yeah, it's mystic ancient. And then orcs just like, Rawr! no, it's all like drawing runic patterns in the air to make attack. They just call yeah. it different things. They just call it like, like we have symbology. Well, we have heraldry. Well, we have runology. And the orcs are like, like it's all this, and then like it's all the same thing. You we yell at the air until it kills you. Yeah. No. I, no. You know, it's not just drawing runes in the air. It's also drawing runes on yourself. Yeah, to get superpowers. Uh, and, unless you're unless, unless you're one of those characters, because some characters like can just cast it because like, oh, we have the tattoos in our DNA. Yeah, that's how tattoos work. But like, uh, like the the guy who is who is his name is Ronix. He uh, yeah he he goes down. And he's like, oh yeah, I got runic runic tattoos all over my back that I ha- hide under my uniform. Uh, I still just love the fact that fucking orcs, their engineering is just, oh no, we yell at this, we yell at our spaceships till they go. But moving on to total the end of time, this isn't actually a star ocean deep dive. So I'll have to replay that. and Talk about it. Already. Anything else, Alex? Uh, nope. That's it. All right. Then cave. All right. So let's start off with a game that I was severely disappointed in. Ghosts of Tsushima. Okay, it could have been it could have been a number of the games on your list. Oh, it's two of the games on my list. <laughs> okay, and I'm guessing I know what the other one is. Yep. 
<laughs> but okay, so Ghost of Tsushima was a game that one of my friends had been obsessing over for months, and she was like, "You got to pet the foxes," and I was like, <laughs> and I ignored it. I, that's I why you want to plant the foxes, okay? No, that's why she loves it. At least that's what she always advertises it as. You got it's it's a fox petting simulator with uh, horrible fighting thrown in. Yeah, it's a fox petting simulator with just Sekiro. Um, and I loved it up until the point everybody started fucking judging me. Oh, and I don't mean people outside of the game. I mean the fucking characters. Namely, your fucking uncle with his bullshit. The way of the samurai is, oh god, we are going to die now. <laughs> yeah, the way but of the samurai is outdated, old man. My country, and I'm probably the first ever ninja, given that we don't just call me a ninja. Fuck you. Go to hell. <laughs> the future's now, it's old like, man. It's like, it's like, but, but grandfather, what if, instead of, what, what if instead of walking right up and saying, we are here to fight you honorably, we just stab them in the back? I didn't we'll even stab it. anybody in the back. We will call it I ninja. Stealth. I did some stealth kills, but I always tried to cover it by stabbing them in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to kill you quietly, but I'm going to make sure I do it directly into your face. Do not use poison. Why the fuck not? It's effective, and our enemies gonna. As soon as they figure out that we you can kill somebody with this shit, they're gonna do it. And then at one point, they're like, oh, because you poisoned because the narrative said you had to. The enemy figured it out. I was like, motherfucker? How? No one survived. <laughs> how the fuck did the enemy... Fi- did you tell them? Is that how? Because otherwise, I don't see fucking how. No, the the the, peop- the people like like from another camp walked up. They just smelled. It was like, huh? They smell vaguely aromatic. The flowers. Fucking bullshit. I love the combat in the game. Uh, it took me a while to get the um, you know, when you go into a cutscene challenge thing. You, you like there's a there's a part where you can challenge people in the beginning, and if you time it just right, you can cut down multiple opponents before the fights even started. So you can thin out a huge crowd of Mongols like in seconds. And that's really interesting to me because like once you get that timing down, you know what to watch for, but every weapon's timing is slightly different. So you've got to watch for a slightly different thing with every weapon. And it's really interesting. I love the collection aspect of the game, going around, hunting down the fox shrines, hunting down the actual shrines, doing climbing challenges, gathering the armor, gathering the different weapon skins, gathering the flowers, getting the poisons together. All of that is really great. And then the ending. <laughs> I So let's hear it. I will spoil it because... I mean, it's been out long enough. At the very end, you go to meet with your uncle. This is after you have defeated the Mongol, basically single fucking handedly. You have gone through this game and pretty much constantly been told, you will abandon the way of the samurai if you do this. Uh, Maybe don't do the voice. What? Maybe don't do the voice. Fine, whatever. And from the perspective that I'm looking at, there was no other way to win. There was no other way to win, period. And from like at the end, you're based. You go to meet up with your uncle. Like, yay! I'm gonna get to relax, enjoy myself, 
and who knows, maybe lead my clan in the future. And your uncle's like, hey, fuck you. <laughs> you committed crimes and the emperor wants your head. So you have to duel me. And because you're going to win, these are your choices. Abandon the way of the samurai and allow your Or kill him. Kill the man who raised you. Kill the man who was going to adopt you until he became a shithead and said, Oh no, because you chose effective tactics, you can't be my son anymore. And trust me, I want to kill him. I hate his ass. Yeah, I can tell. I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of knowing that I was a samurai. So are you a samurai or a ninja? Uh, You're a samurai. You're ostensibly a samurai who acts like a ninja. Like you never get called a ninja. You're breaking rules. You never get called a ninja. You, but you use a a lot of the early ninja tools. You a lot of ninja weapons. You use stealth. You actively have stealth outfits that blend into like the environment and help you be sneakier. And oh my god, the constant betrayals by people who are supposed to be your friend. Uh, this, I am one of those people that very strictly believes you need to give your player relief. In my D&D game currently, I am giving you guys a vacation. I am narrating some lighthearted, silly nonsense that doesn't matter so that you guys can get a break in character. Because your characters are fucking tired. Yeah. At no point does the game ever let up. Throughout the whole game, it is, okay, that was depressing. Okay, that was depressing. Okay, that was depressing. Okay, what's the uh, seppuku button? (laughs) Is there a seppuku button? No, there is no seppuku button. Son of a bitch. But it's just like... And they call this game a game about samurai. Beat after beat after beat after beat after beat made me not want to play this game anymore. I'm going to be starting my second playthrough <laughs> once I have recovered. Because, damn it, they have a new game plus mode, and I want to see what it's like. It's supposed to be... It's even more depressing. Quite possibly. It's like, ah, oh, you've come back from war. Yeah. New game plus. Now with twice the betrayal and three times the, three times the parental judgment. Moving on to a game that I was super fucking hyped and I mean super hyped for, forgot about, and then saw it on the shelf. And I was like, oh, little hope. This is from the Dark Pictures Anthology. They made Man of Medan, and they made Until Dawn. Um, Man of Medan is vastly better than Until Dawn. The characters are just as bad, but it's the gameplay is vastly better, because they got rid of the, hey, the controller doesn't stay perfectly still, so uh, you lose segment of the game. <laughs> okay, yeah, so I... I knew that, but everything else about Man of Medan for what I've seen seemed infinitely worse than Until Dawn. I enjoyed it more. I enjoyed the story more. It's shorter, easier to get multiple playthroughs in. I've already beaten it four times. <laughs> <laughs> like That's how much I enjoyed Man of Medan. Um, I didn't like most of the characters, but c'est la vie. This is life. Yeah, fucking, uh, fucking Man of Medan. That. Little hope. And I am going to be spoiling the ending unless Dud tells me not to. No, nah, so. fuck it. Let's go in all of them. Like I, I feel I unless Alex is going to jump in. I feel like I'll probably be the one mainly driving discussion with this. Nah, I've never even heard of this game. So and yeah, okay, I well, know the like, ending of every uh, one of these games. 
Little Hope is a, another entry into the horror franchise that pictures anthology. It's probably the only horror game that I'm going to. For those of you who don't know, it is a cutscene game. The whole game is just like, walk to next cutscene, please. Collect object so that we can play a cutscene. That is the whole game. And it's quick time event after quick time event after quick time event. And in any other game, I'd be getting angry. But because the game from set tells me, hey, we're all quick time events, I am able to focus on what's important, which is the story. I'm able to get really into the story. I'm not sitting there like, well, when's my next fight going to be? I'm okay. Oh, shit. There's a cutscene. Got to do the QTE so that I can get to the next part of the story. And that works for me because I hate QTEs in most games. I think they're stupid. I don't like QTEs because they break up what should be me enjoying a cutscene. In this game, that is how it is a game and not just a really long movie. <laughs> yeah, like like ev- like every one of the every one of like the super massive games for like these title games like Until Dawn and them, they all are given like the pastiche of being movies. Yeah. They're cinematic experience. Yeah, like, like they, act- they actually brought in uh Larry Fessenden who is a film writer to write a bunch of these games. Yeah. Um, so and they, and they hire like, you know, real, and they hire like, you know, film actors and then mocap them at the beginning of little hope. You see a bunch of people in the seventies living in their house being, you know, people in the seventies, being people in the seventies, which I, I assume they don't walk around with like big disco pants and, you know, no, no, oh, no. It, these are, these are people, from, these are people from the snowy part of America. So they mainly wear uh, sweaters. So they're not sweaters and racism, mostly sweaters and racism. Yeah, as well as the one girl who, for some reason, is just like a witch. Ah, which is to say, which is to say, white sh- like white blouse underneath like black suspender dress. Yeah, black hair um, in twin pigtails. The house burns down with one kid surviving. You actually at this point get to pick one of the enemies for the rest of the game, which <laughs> is fun. <laughs> it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's silly. Um, and then we cut to a bus driver driving his bus up to a police roadblock where the cop is like, Hey, you gotta divert through little hope. And the bus driver is like, Oh, I just want to make sure these people get back safe. <laughs> and then the cop's like, listen, you gotta go through silent hill. Okay. He drives down the road and crashes. Cause he sees a little girl. Uh, once we actually start getting gameplay again, we get our main characters, generic white boy, buff white boy, asshole, white dude, daddish figure, asshole, white lady, motherish figure and moody female. I don't remember any of their names and their names don't really matter to me. Yeah. So well, uh, for reference wait, to what, what's this game called again? Uh, Little, Little Hope. Hope. Okay. It's the and name so, of the town. Yeah, this and, sounds vaguely familiar. And so for some neat, for some fun trivia or whatever, uh, so uh, generic white boy protagonist, uh, he is played by, um, I don't know the actor's name, but he was in like Maze Runner and uh, the, and like the Jesus Day Gets Jennifer Aniston movie, and he's the kid with resting bitch face. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And then. I don't know his, I don't know his name either. Yeah, and then the guy playing buff white dude, uh, he was also in the uh, he was also in the uh, like like the prologue bit of Man of Medan. He was Charlie. Oh yeah, I remember him now. 
Yes, the worst actor in Man of Medan. Like, holy fuck. He is he is not good. But that kind of plays into the that kind of plays into the aesthetic of the thing, because all these are going for like the very the very cheesy like B horror movie shit. Despite any but, like, like that, that's that's kind of like the like big dissonance I've had with all of these games, is that the like the lighting and effect, like the lighting and like the like cinematography and everything in those games is trying to make it feel like a modern horror movie, but it's all being like acted and written like a seventies B horror movie. Yeah, which is great in my opinion because <laughs> I love those kinds of. I don't know, like I love some of these, I love like yo shit ass horror too, but there has been so much good horror in recent years that seeing like good horror lighting and atmosphere and stuff being used for that shit. So I will actually give you guys names um because it is vaguely important. Um we've got Andrew, uh he's main character. Daniel, he's buff dude. John is angry older dude. Angela is angry older woman. And Taylor is love interest-ish. She's Daniel's girlfriend. Yeah, she's the other girl. Yeah. Um, And from Jump, the first thing I notice is all of these characters look like the characters who died. Except for Andrew, who looks like the guy who got away. And I was like, oh, okay, this is... What a twist. Sean, obviously, guy who got away died at some point before the story. So I'm actually... So I'm remembering, like, I, I, I watched a bit of a play for Little Hope, and I don't remember them, like, getting into yeah, the guy got away until, like, much later into the game. Uh, it Like, he's standing outside of the house, and then he runs in. So I assumed he survived. Up until I see Andrew, it's like, oh, he must have burned alive. But um, this is where I'm going to start getting into spoilers um, because he did survive. He survived, and it's where I start having trouble with the game. Like once once the truth of the story is revealed, I start having troubles with the game. Yeah, kind of, kind of throughout the game, they've been going into they get like a. They'll be like, they'll see like a ghost or something and then get jumped into like a flashback of like Puritan era. Salem witch trials. Yeah. Kind of era. Yeah. Salem witch trials with more people who look exactly like them. Yeah. And there's like an obviously like pervy preacher who has been doing inappropriate things with a little girl, forcing the little girl to label people as witches so that he can get control over her raising. You know, Sam. The goal of the game is to figure out that he's the bad guy label him the bad guy and then like save all the lost souls. You've got to improve the natures of Daniel, John, Angela, and Taylor um, in order to get them to survive. John, you've got to make him stop being such an asshole, get, get him away from the drink. And eventually he, you know, manages to best his dark side. Angela needs to become a more accepting and loving person and get rescued a lot. And Taylor be a bit less of a bitch. And Daniel needs to, well, actually I think his was man up too. <laughs> Daniel needs <laughs> like, to get a personality. 
and you they you do this through the personality locks. So all of the characters have little locks on their personalities that denote the traits that you need to confront co constantly um, in order to get past them. Uh, in order to get past your previous selves that wish to kill you. And it's obvious that these traits showed up in the um, in the in the intro flashback where you see back to the people dying in the house. Um, and then we get towards the ending where it's all revealed to have just been the hallucination of the tormented bus driver. It was all a dream. If sure you word up magazine. Now, when I first got to this end, I threw the controller away. I was upset because <laughs> I want some fucking supernatural goddamn horror in my supernatural goddamn horror game. I'm sick and tired of this psychological analytical shit. They did it in Man of Medan, and they're doing it here. Yeah. Please However, please. after like doing some like looking around, replaying both games. Yes, I played the game through twice. I'm actually working on a third playthrough with Birdie right now. <laughs> um, and thinking about it, I realized that there have to be supernatural elements, but they may not have been intended. So. In Man of Medan, this boat has been floating in the open sea for 40 goddamn years. If not longer. I think it's actually like 60 years, because I think it was World War II or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was World War II to modern day. It's about 70 so, years. Actually 80 years. <laughs> a long fucking time. It's been a long fucking time. A goddamn but cat it still has to... fucking, fucking power. <laughs> what? Uh, that that's weird. That doesn't seem right. Something seems off. Yes, the writing is bad. Also, <laughs> yeah. why has all of the gas not just denatured? Because chemical weapons denature over time, and sixty fucking years is long enough. Because the writing is bad. Because because the writers didn't like really just know any of this stuff. Like, oh, I'm sure it's fine. Or there is something actually supernatural going on. And we like it's, there's a reason it's an anthology with one narrator. I am suspecting that there might be something more to the story than just what we're getting from the narrator and what we can see in the games initially. And I say this because at one point while you're traveling around with Andrew and the gang, he finds a picture of a bunch of guys that look like Andrew, Daniel, and John. But it doesn't come up at any other point. There is no narrative reason for you to find a picture of people that look like you. When you've already got the witch trials, the house burning down, and now to allude to the fact that it's a reincarnation plot. I think that it is a reincarnation plot and that Andrew started to break it. By surviving the fire, by escaping Little Hope alive, I, I, and it's all based around this one picture of like World War, like I want to say World War Two. I want to say it's a picture of World War Two soldiers that look like these characters, and I think that Andrew coming back triggered the spirits of his family to imprint upon him to try and free themselves. So that when Andrew died, they wouldn't just reincarnate into another miserable life that they would eventually die from. 
And it's an outlandish theory with, like, almost no evidence. Like, the evidence is a picture that might have just been a, ha this character was in Man of Medan too! Like, that might be all that picture was for. But, with the implausibilities that you get from overanalyzing Man of Medan and <laughs> the picture, I think there are supernatural elements to these games that are going to come out over time. Because they teased the next game, which is probably going to come out October next year. Because that seems to be what they're going for. I don't know. I don't know. And that just be, might be me being crazy, obsessive, and weird. But that's why you're my friends. You guys knew this about me when you first started hanging out with me. <laughs> I overanalyze yes. things I really enjoy and then just sweep things that I don't care about under the rug. Uh, there is also a... There's a great ending, a good ending, a bad ending, and then a horrible ending. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I got the good ending and then went back and played through and got the great ending. So... That's just me. <laughs> so, hey, they have details about the next game, House of Ashes. I don't want any spoilers. It, they have... Details aren't spoilers. I just... I Like, if it gets into spoilers, just like... The game isn't out details yet. Details aren't spoilers. The game isn't out yet. People could have stolen the script. <laughs> That's not... I'm not no. saying... If I, if I said... If I had said, hey, a script leaked, then I would have said that. So tell us. Okay, so it features actress Ashley Tisdale, famous from the Zack and so Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Oh, God. Huh. The plot synopsis follows. At the end of the Iraq War, special forces hunting for weapons of mass destruction unearthed something far deadlier, a buried Sumerian temple containing a nest of ancient and unearthly creatures. To survive the night below, they must forge a brotherhood with their enemies from the world above. I really hope that it's legitimately horrible. Not like, oh, it's another introspection into the human psychological condition. You imagined all the monsters. That's what they've done for the last two games. Suppose. I don't know. Yes. said that. I, I want actual monsters in my monster game. That's, that's really, like, that's where it ends up being. I, I know that, like, it's probably just, like, writer oversight, but I want there to actually be supernatural elements. <laughs> Moving on to something that actually has supernatural elements. I played Hades! Uh, Hades, I played it for the Switch. I don't know what other consoles it's on. Everything, pretty much. Alright, well, it's an absolute blast. Um, It's a dungeon crawler. Uh... Where, is you, where you play one of the sons of Hades, Zagreus. And as a fan of mythology, trust me, I love seeing all of these names that like other people probably are like, who the fuck is that? I have to read a bio. I'm like, oh, I know your story as I go through. It's an absolute blast. Um, it's a beat-em-up where you go through different levels of the dungeon, smash through things, and inevitably die. Uh, and that's actually one of my favorite things about the game. When you die, you just go back because you're already in the underworld where else are you fucking going to go <laughs> you just get sent back to the starting room go talk to everyone where Hades says something insulting about you failing again what is it like little Nicky where he just goes back to the friend. entrance of hell yeah you get sent back to uh, your home 
which is that's a tra- that's a train, son. Don't stand in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a moment where I can get killed by a train. Uh, Hypnos, god of sleep, uh, is there waiting, watching people go through, and he he always has something. If he's there, he's like, oh, so you got killed by this enemy? Well, isn't that an embarrassing way to die? Ha 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 ha. I'm just sitting there like, motherfucker, do you want to try the pit? <laughs> of course, he's a true god, and I have no idea what you classify as in the game. Hey, son of god. I'm not actually sure. Uh, it's complicated based on the myth of Zagreus. Um, well, then but you collect items to upgrade yourself and to upgrade your weapons. Uh, every time you kill a boss with a weapon, you get a different, you get the special drop. So there are six different weapons. You can collect the special drops from bosses six times. Uh, so far I found Titan's blood and diamonds. Um, you can upgrade your base so that it looks cooler. And there are upgrades that you can buy for the entirety of the realm. Um, you you can give gifts to the various that you interact with to try and befriend them, and they'll give you gifts back, which you can then upgrade to make yourself more badass. It's a whole lot of upgrading, and that's really fun. My real problem is I'm not good at video games. <laughs> so I will so- I will sit there like, all right, I've been grinding for six hours and not made it past the first boss. Best part, like my fifth run through the dungeon, I managed to, I got like the perfect run to get all the way up to like the third level boss, like the third highest boss. I managed to get all the way there before dying. And it was just like the perfect run. And I have not gotten there since. (laughs) And I've done like 30 escape attempts, which is what they call the dungeon running. It's called an escape attempt because you're trying to escape the underworld. My wife is obsessed with the game. Like she, she heard about it from a friend and she was like, I want to get it. Cause I've heard that it's really like really interesting Greek mythology and you get to pet Cerberus. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, sweetie, we can get Hades for you. So she gets Hades. Is that the only way you get recommended games? Just like, Hey, you pet animals in it, but get it. No, no, this is not the only way, but it's how it's hilarious how two of these games got recommended to me. You can pet cute things. Uh, um but my brain just debooted. Give me a second. It's filled with great characters. Um I personally I'm loving the interactions that I'm getting with all of the characters. I even Hades, who is constantly like, well. You suck at this. It, 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 it even then is like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm going to beat you. How's that feel? <laughs> like, I, I'm stubborn. I know I'm going to figure out a way to beat you. Even if I have to use exploits or something, I'm going to beat your ass. They <laughs> start looking at a bunch of speed run strats just to tell Hades to go fuck off. Yep. That's how I play. Uh, actually, I probably I'm going to go, like, once I finish this toilet and watch a tips and tricks video. Oh, exactly. Bathroom, something fierce. It's <laughs> probably why, part of why I'm talking so fast. Um, but you? yeah, Hades, it's a lot of fun. Um, moving on to my other disappointment. The Cyberpunk. disappointment of the year. Oh, yes. Uh, Cyberpunk. Uh, I pre- I'm glad I didn't get that one. I pre-ordered you because someone said that you'd be able to customize your genitals. <laughs> per- apparently that's 
what most of the effort went into. Yes, yeah, so the game no, everyone was super excited about, then it came out and was disappointing, and then everyone called everyone else retarded for being excited about it. There are not enough genital options for it to be what most of the focus went into. Now, it, they overextended themselves, to put it quite simply. Like, they were like, oh, we're going to have the... It's going to be like six times GTA 5, and overextended themselves and were prepared for it. Um, it did, so didn't, didn't they, like, like as, as the uh, previews went on, there were like more and more stuff just kind of got cut out? Yep. Um, honestly, it, they've already given me enough updates to where I could just have downloaded the game again. <laughs> and I haven't loaded it since. I've played about eight hours of the game total. I did a few side missions. I did some main missions. Um, it's not good yet. I'm hopeful. <laughs> like, no, I am. I'm dead. Ho- it ran fine. Like, I didn't get any of the bugs that most people were talking about. The real issue I got were a few crashes because of a corrupted save file. Because it crashed while it was trying to save because I glitched a mission. Um, which, eh, whatever. Um, but no, I didn't have very many issues. Once I realized it was a corrupted save file that was causing my crashing issues... I just went ahead and reloaded from a previous save, and it was fine. Um, it it was disappointing, like because I was sold GTA Five, but with cyber shit, and I love the dystopian future cyberpunk modding, like nobody's business, like. I fucking love the fucking tabletop RPG, Shadowrun. Mm. It is one of my favorite tabletops. It is annoying as hell to actually get a group together because no one wants to learn the fucking rules. And I was like, Cyberpunk will be my Shadowrun. And right now I'm either going to wait for them to optimize it or wait until I get a a PS5 and play it on that. Because right now I'm just disappointed. And... Honestly, in my opinion, disappointed is the worst emotion you can get from another person. Angry, like you can respond to anger with anger. Sadness, you can respond to sadness with, hey, we'll fix it. Disappointment? Okay, you've just lost, I've I've lost respect for you. And that's a real shame. Because CD Projekt Red has done some amazing things. And... While I would have probably bitched about them delaying the game again, I'm going to bitch for a lot longer about them launching a fucked up piece of crap. Oh yeah, I, I remember. I remember actually like a talk we had like one like one of the one of the more recent uh, one of the more recent uh, like delays, and you got so fucking angry. Yeah, and now I'm sitting here like I wish they hadn't listened to bitch boy fans like me. Well, like, How long was it delayed for? Uh, it was delayed for like three months. It was, de- oh, was delayed it. for a year because it was supposed to come out earlier this year. Like, I was going to say, I thought it was supposed to come out like months ago. Oh, no. So, uh, so I, sorry. I meant, I, meant I, th- I thought you meant like the delay that pissed off Cave. No. No, the actual delay, It's it was delayed for like three years. Yeah, I was going to, you know, I think, 
I don't. I don't think any more delay would have. I think they're just like they couldn't do what they wanted to do, and they knew it, and they were just like, "Fuck it, let's just get it out and hope nobody complains too loudly." Yeah, like this thing was supposed to launch. This this thing was announced like mid- I haven't even met Keanu Reeves yet. Yeah, like, like this thing was announced like mid PS4 life cycle. From all the from all the problems I've heard of, like I don't think another couple months really would have made a difference. It sounds like they just screwed up from the beginning and couldn't do what they wanted to do. The worst part is it's just GTA five with a different coat of paint on it. Like that's from what I, what I've played of the game. That's what they were going for. GTA five with a different coat of paint. And they couldn't do that. It's just disappointing. Let's let's talk about anything other than my disappointment. <laughs> oh, that's the end of the show, then. We don't have any news. Uh, no, it's fucking January. True. Yeah, it's January in the middle of COVID. There is no news. Yeah, nothing is happening right now. Like, oh, Pog Champ's gone. Fucking whatever. <laughs> what a tragic loss. <laughs> <laughs> the world will never know what to do with itself. Yeah, after the chat for Pog Champ. Oh, but yeah, uh, we're back to it. We are back in it. We're going to get a regular run of podcasts going. Uh, we're going to get videos going up soon. Uh, Cora is still in the middle of doing his seasonal roundup of the anime shits. As you can check out all his reviews on the site for that. Uh, and yeah, hopefully things will get better soon. The, we'll, the vaccine's going out. Yeah, we'll get more games going. I will be able to hopefully uh, hopefully either begin producing more videos or commit to learning Shadowrun and really. Maybe I can get space engineers to run on my computer it's without exploding a D game for us. It's just like I really want to learn Shadowrun, but like see but like V five is no longer the thing going. Then V six came out recently and that's just a bunch of bullshit according to everyone who I know who talked about it. Alex needs to run a game for us. I'm, uh, and yeah, I'm working we'll, on it. And we will I'm have learning. new stuff coming out in the new year. Hooray. Uh, so thank you all for joining us for this. Uh, and hopefully you'll be joining us the rest of the year. Um, if you like what you hear, you check us out on Patreon, Patreon, frauds. or if you want to go for just like one straight donation and actually get more shit, uh, we have Streamlabs. You go to streamlabs.com frauds. Uh, one-time donations. Uh, donate five bucks or more. You can choose movie for Let's Watch. Ten bucks or more. Choose a show for an X and Y. A game for us to play. Basically, the basically the more intensive shit we have to do. I sent you my suggestion for X and Y, didn't I? Yes, you did, and I said yes. All right, cool. Yeah, we got a new X and Y coming soon. Uh, finishing off screen with Let's Watch. We got shit, man. Twenty twenty one. We're starting it off depressed. Yes. And we'll end it probably also depressed. Because I just realized I still have to fucking finish Scream. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you all for joining us. Until next time, I'm dead. I'm Cave. And I'm Alex. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.